I'm Bob. I like coffee. I also like to tell stories. So here at the Bobcast Coffee, it's time for a coffee break. So take a coffee break with me and pour yourself a cup of your favorite joe. By the time you're done with your coffee, you'll know something about me you really didn't need to know. But you'll have fun learning it. Just remember, my stories are true. For the most part. This episode is brought to you by Scars and Stripes Coffee. Reynolds Revival, the producers of Bobcast Coffee, have teamed up with Scars and Stripes to bring you one of the best cups of coffee you will ever taste, lovingly roasted here in the great state of Oklahoma and shipped straight to your taste buds. Scars and Stripes Coffee is all about veterans helping veterans. Unlike other companies who say that part of the proceeds go to helping veterans, with Scars and Stripes you can look directly into the eye of the person selling you your coffee and get to know the vet that is being supported by your purchase. To find out more about the company, the mission, or just to buy the greatest coffee ever, go to www.ss.coffee forward slash Reynolds. That's www.ss.coffee forward slash R-E-Y-N-O-L-D-S or go to the description, the link in the description at the bottom of the show. Today, I am enjoying my coffee out of my Scars and Stripes tumbler again. It's a great tumbler, great size. Holds lots of coffee for a great coffee enthusiast and works fabulous to put that coffee down my pie hole. Mm. Good coffee. Today, if you can't tell, I'm wearing a special hat. This fez is uh, decorated with all of my military leftovers. This is anything I could get off my uniforms before all my uniforms went away. So I've got, let's see here, um, Lieutenant Bars. I've got my 45th patch. There's all sorts of fun stuff on here. But I have a tassel. And I'll tell you the truth, I have no idea where this tassel came from. But it looked good. Alright, outside of that, there's my Rifleman badge, bayonet badge, my missile badge, missing my grenade badge, must have blown up somewhere, but it is a, a fun little way to remember my time in the military, which happens to be what we're talking about today. Bob in the military. I was a wonderfully excited Young Bob, about 20 years old, when I went into basic training. I did join up with the uh, Oklahoma National Guard and spent my active duty time at Fort Benning, 
School for Boys down in Georgia. Anybody who has been there understands the joy of being at Fort Benning. This will probably end up being a multiple series of uh, podcasts because there's just a lot of stories out of this time. And we're only talking about three months of my life being spent there, but it felt like forever. All right, so here we go. Just like the movies, a bus pulls up onto the grounds of Sand Hill. Sand Hill, when I was there, was the new, beautiful, multi-story barracks that it, this was classic. I don't even know if Sand Hill still stands today, but uh, I will go out and see if there's any pictures of it. Sand Hill, that battalion, is where I spent the next three months of my life. Now, Harmony Church was still there. Harmony Church was more of the World War II style, Korean War style barracks. And uh, it did look cool. I am glad that I lived in air conditioning. I'll just be honest with that. I had no want to go live in those old wooden barracks. So I thought it was pretty cool. As we pulled up, I said, hey, look at that. You know, it looks modern. Uh, this may not be so bad. And we're sitting on the bus, and this drill sergeant steps right up onto the, uh, the front of the bus, looks at all of us, and could not have been scripted in a movie better. I will change some of the language. He looks at us and says, Gentlemen, welcome to Sand Hill. This, is, this will be your home for the next three months while you go through basic training. We are here to welcome you and to let you know that you have 30 seconds to get off this specialized bus and 29 of your specialized seconds are gone. And then he starts screaming at the top of his lungs, get out, get out, get out. It was pandemonium. People went flying out the back exit. One guy crawled out a window. We all just stormed the front and just got off the bus as fast as we could. And of course, we're hitting the sand right there. And you, if you've ever jumped into sand, you know it's not the easiest thing to land in. And you've got two more DIs standing right there screaming at us to do push-ups. Well, there's still 20 more people trying to get off the bus. So you're down there doing push-ups and people are jumping over you, stepping on you. It was a madhouse. It was insane. It was actually kind of cool. They run us all over to the barracks. And down below, we have this outdoor uh, company area. And it's where we would form up in the mornings. But at this time, there, we have no companies. We don't know where we're going. We don't know anything. So they just line us up in just row after row after row of new recruit. And you have all your crap thrown on the ground next to you. Well, yet not everything. I mean, it was pandemonium getting out of the bus. So you might have some of your stuff and someone else might have more of your stuff. We'll figure that out later. But we're all standing there at attention. Now, the cool, cool and bad part of this, 
I was one of the very first buses to get to Sand Hill that morning. So that means I'm in the front row of this giant formation that they're forming, all right? And we have to stand there at attention, doing nothing, while the next bus comes up. And you can hear the DI screaming at them and the people are running and it's pandemonium and they get in line. And then another bus pulls up. And then we had two buses pull up. And it was just, you don't see any of it at this point because you're standing at attention, looking straight ahead, not doing anything. And if you do anything, there's a DI there to yell at you. So it's, like I said, just like the movies. So Bob is standing there in the, formation's almost completely full and we've been standing there probably for an hour two hours five days i don't know we'd just been there a long time and a di's coming down the line there's two of them one is just looking mean at us and he's a real tall di um we'll just call him the tall di he comes, he plays a part in my story several times through this, though he was not part of my platoon. But he comes up to me and he found out real fast that he could put his toes right up against my boots, stand straight, yell at me, and tip his head down to look at me. He was a foot taller than me, which was perfect distance for that big brown Smokey the Bear hat to look down at me tapped me on the head every word he said you are nothing right now and just you know pound you down you can just feel your neck going into your shoulders it was brilliant he steps off starts yelling at somebody else next di is coming down the line and he looks at this guy we he ended up being in my platoon he's a big guy huge guy and he looks up at this you know obviously some high school football player he looks at him and says, you're a big guy. We're going to make you a 60 gunner. You're going to carry an M60. You're going to carry extra ammo. It's going to weigh you down and you will carry it all over Georgia until you die. Yeah, that caught my attention. Comes down a couple of more people. The guy right next to me. Skinny little twig of a guy. He is also in going to be in my platoon, and he will also play a part with that big guy later on. He's standing right next to me. I mean, I'm only 5'2", but I'm weighing 200 pounds when I come into basic. This kid may be 100 pounds if he's lucky. Drill sergeant looks down at him and goes, you are just a little interesting word inserted there. We're going to make you an RTO. You're going to carry a radio and an extra battery. And it's going to weigh you down. And you will carry it all over Georgia until you die. Wow. He takes one step, turns, looks at Bob, and says, You're going to die. I get no option here. I'm just going to die. That was my welcome to Fort Benning, Georgia. <laughs> After that moment, last bus has arrived. They start screaming out names, putting us in platoons. We're trying to find what's left of our stuff. 
and they finally get us up into the barracks so we can start locking all our personal stuff away. Immediately after, we head down and get issued all of our gear. Which, once again, just like the movies. Old wooden buildings, long lines, no air conditioning. You're carrying your duffel bag and they are just looking at you and just going, all right, boots. And you're just like, um, can we even try these on? Shove it in your bag. You know, pants, boom, shove it in your bag. Blouse, shove it in your bag. Underwear and underwear. They actually gave us a choice what kind of underwear we wanted. Did you want briefs, boxers? You know, you got to choose. And then they would just hand you anything that they got and shove it in your bag. It was pretty cool. After that, get back to the barracks. They show us how to hang everything up. They show us where we're going to set everything. They show us the showers and what we're going to have to clean. And it was just basically orientation at that point. So we get to the end of that day. We're thinking, we made it through day one at Fort Benning. No. So everybody goes lights out. Everybody's in the bunk. Fire guard is standing his very first fire guard station. And here come the DIs screaming and hollering and tossing our beds all over the place. So now we have to reorganize, re-clean, and it's now 2 o'clock in the morning. We are finally getting ourselves back into bed. And now, before you know it, yes, trash cans and lids banging down the, the barracks, screaming at us, going out for our first PT. I told you that we were at Sand Hill. Sand Hill is properly named because Sand Hill is full of sand. And in Georgia, in the sand, we have huge, huge colonies of sand fleas. So when you drop down to do your push-ups in the morning, your hands are there. What they do is they you know, make you do a couple push-ups and then they freeze you in a front-leaning rest. And then they just have you stand there. Building up stamina in your arms. Understand the exercise. 200-pound Bob, not enjoying this. But that's not the bad part. Your hands are in the sand. Your hands are hot and sweaty. And you're warming up this Georgia sand. And as you warm up that Georgia sand... The sand fleas want to get warm too. And they start migrating onto your hands. And you get this black wave of sand fleas hopping and walking and skipping across your skin and moving up your arms to find more warm spots like your armpits. Well, that first day, everybody starts you know, you know, trying to get these sand fleas off of them. That's what the DIs were waiting on. And they went nuts screaming at us, we are not allowed to kill sand fleas. So you have to put your hands in that sand and just let them warm up. Personally, I think that they really, really like that. The DIs, you know, they did the calisthenics with us, but they were on these big platforms so everybody could see them. No, it was to keep them out of the sand and away from the sand fleas. But 
I digress a bit. We had fun in a brutal, screaming way. All right, now that's episode one of this. We're going to come back. I think we will start with the next stories. Let's talk about some bayonet assault training. A lot of fun stuff. Talk to you next time. Until then, hey, grab your coffee. Grab your fez if you got one. Take a break. And then get back to work. <laughs>